Hey, all you beauties, and welcome to the Coffee and Concealer Podcast. I am Jen, the host and creator of this show. If you are a mama, an entrepreneur, or someone who wants to be the best they can be, all while holding that mama fort down and not forgetting yourself in the process, then this podcast is for you. You can find out more or connect with us over at coffeeandconcealerpodcast.com or on Instagram. So go pour a hot cup of coffee and let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to the Coffee and Concealer Podcast. Today I am joined by Ashley Johnson, who is a coach who also works very, very closely with things like burnout. And so I feel like in this day and age that we're living in, this is exactly a topic that we need to talk about. Um, And so we're going to talk all about kind of burnout and facing burnout in this crazy time uh, with the lovely Ashley. So welcome, Ashley. Thank you so much for having me today. Awesome. Well, we met kind of through a friend of ours, and then we actually physically met um, at a social media event last year, and we totally hit it off, and we actually are almost neighbors. We live like five minutes from each other. Um, and so you are like, I just find on your social media, you just have like such a bright personality. And so I feel like people are just drawn to you. So I feel like to come to someone who has such a bright personality about burnout is such a like contradiction, but it works so, so well together. Well, thank you so much. You're very welcome. Um, yeah, you know, I think that in, in a whole, our society walks around burnt out, so often, or at least are on the brink of burnout. Um, so, I mean, for myself specifically, I, I work with burnout, compassion, fatigue, and vicarious trauma. Mm. Yeah. And what would you say is vicarious trauma? So vicarious trauma is something that you view someone else going through through. So um, when you are a bystander, so when you're watching something happen, so we can experience vicarious trauma in many different um, platforms in life. And, um, you know, one of them is watching the news. Mm -hmm. Um, Huge, huge um, area for vicarious trauma. Absolutely. Especially now. Goodness. Absolutely. Um, Okay. So we'll dive kind of into that in a second. So why don't we kind of start by you telling everybody who you are and kind of what you do as a whole. Yeah. So, um, I am a burnout, compassion, fatigue, and vicarious trauma coach. Um, so what I do specifically is work one-on-one with people who are, um, either wanting to change something that they're doing, um, in life, working towards goals while managing their burnout, their compassion, fatigue, and or vicarious trauma. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. How did you get into that? Well, this, this is a long story. So, um, <laughs> aren't they all? Um, so, I mean, I think like many people, I've always been a helper. Um, from a young age, I've always worked two or three jobs. And um, I witnessed my mom burn out a lot when I was growing up. I really and truly just thought that was normal. I thought that was just how you were supposed to be. Um, and you know, after years of burning out, I knew there had to be another way to reach your goals without burning out. Um, I had worked, so I, I'm, I'm also a social worker. And um, so in that, there is a lot of um, compassion fatigue and vicarious trauma. And so um, 
I, again, I thought this was a normal state of being and I didn't realize that there was another way, even though the universe was showing me all these different signs all the time. Um, I had my first true breakdown when I was 19. Um, I was in the hospital for about a week and my body was just, it just gave out because it had been sending me all these different signs of what was going on and I just wasn't listening. And so um, my body was just like, cool, so we're just going to do this for you. We're just going to, we're going to shut it down. So I continued with this cycle throughout my 20s and well into my 30s. And there came a point where I really and truly understood that there had to be another way. So I started to do some of my own research um, and I started implementing vicarious strategies into my own life. What I found was that many people were walking around completely overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And so that was really interesting truly how I got into this. And um, my passion is to equip and empower people with the right tools and strategies so that they can still work towards their goals and manage their own burnout. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Goodness. Yeah. That is, uh, I'm glad that the universe gave you some signs. Do you think that that <laughs> happens or was it just like they, the universe wanted you as a coach? That's a good question. Um, I, again, I said, I've always been a helper. It's always been in me to help people, to be there for people. Um, I guess I said I was a social worker. I'm also, I was a a birth and postpartum doula for 10 years. Uh And, um, you know, I think so part of what I do is I have two adults with developmental disabilities that actually live with me and then two that I support on their own in the community. And so, um, I've always been called to help people. And I think this was the universe really and truly giving me the tools to be able to help people like myself. Absolutely. Curious. What is Mm -hmm. your zodiac sign? Ooh, I'm a Virgo. Mm. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I was just curious. I was just curious because sometimes they say that some of those traits like are kind of in tune with your Zodiac sign. Oh, I have to look into that. That's really interesting. Me too. Fascinating. Um, Okay. So what kind of services would you provide to your audience and your clients? Yeah. So typically what I do is I offer one-to-one sessions. Um, I do have an office space, but I obviously am not using that right now. It's a session space, Um, but I don't use that right now. So right now I'm meeting with clients virtually. Mm -hmm. So I do one-to-one sessions and then I also run workshops. So one of the workshops I run is called uh, Burnout 101. Mm -hmm. really all about a self-awareness burnout or self-awareness workshop rather, where we are really focusing on who you're being in this moment and who you want to be going forward, what you want in your future. Okay. Um, And then the other one is a time mastery workshop. And so this one's a little bit more condensed and it's focusing more on time blocking and um, boundary setting. Mm, gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you use both of those daily in your daily life, I would assume. I do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, I 
think it's super important um, to practice what you preach and walk the walk. So um, everything that I talk about in my workshops and all of the strategies that I bring to my workshops and to my clients are all things that I do myself and are tried, tested, and true. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, can you give me kind of a day in the life of Ashley and how you would kind of bring both of those into your daily life? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So in my household, my particular household, um, I have three boys. I have a husband and two clients that live with us. Uh And um, it it gets busy. Um, There's lots of different schedules that we have to adhere to and goals that we have to achieve right now in this specific moment as we are in quarantine. Um, We are all at home, right? So we really have to be intentional with our time and um, be wise with how we want to show up. So um, we have what we've done is we've done um, more of a task blocking versus time blocking. Um, We did try the, the time blocking to begin with, it was not as successful as you would think it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, you know, kids are kids, right? And our kids are, so I have a 10-year-old, I have an 8-year-old, and I have a 3-year-old. And so they're all very different ages, and they're at different stages academically. So um, my husband is also a teacher, so he's teaching classes from home. Typically, what we'll do is we'll get up in the morning, I'll have my coffee, We'll sit down, we'll talk, we'll snuggle, we'll have usually about 45 minutes of just getting to um, an awareness state of our day. And then we start our day. So we'll get dressed, we'll make our beds, and then everybody has their thing that they're off to. So everybody has sort of a to-do list rather. Um, And I, I think it's really, really important to mention that there should always be time for self-care, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, that looks different for everyone. And self-care is just so much more than bubble baths and a glass of wine or a cup of tea. Um, Self-care is about boundaries with yourself. It's about time mastery. Um, So all of this that I incorporate into my particular day has to do with self-care. That is what makes me feel good and how I feel fulfilled. So um, my husband and I have agreed to certain times where he works and I work Mm -hmm. um, so that we can have some balance and have one parent available to the kids at all times. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's really, really important um, to create that safety and to create that accessibility. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. So things like connection are really, really important. I think it's important that you connect with people on a regular basis. And so we try and make time for that um, throughout our day. Mm -hmm. Um, And so whether you're connecting through social media, you're connecting on a phone call, you're connecting, um, going for a walk and just waving at people um, in the community. I think those those connections are really important um, in this particular time because it is not normal. We are not living in a normal time right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, yeah. and I find, especially like if you're going to the grocery store, or you're getting some gas or any of those things, like just the people in general are just so much more friendly, I find now because we've all been just so cooped up. So I hope that that sticks forever. <laughs> 
Isn't it, isn't it fascinating how it really is. certain things are changing? I was having this conversation with someone the other day and I said, you know, three weeks ago, um, connecting virtually would have been sort of an antisocial behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas now we're looking at, at it as like the connection behavior. Absolutely. No. And I'm, so I've had, uh, obviously with all of my free time, I've been trying to do as many podcasts just to get content for people. Um, and I'm finding like every single one of my guests, regardless of what their businesses are now offering a virtual option. And three, four weeks ago, it just, they wouldn't have even thought about doing something virtually. So for instance, I had a doula on. And so she's, she actually said to me, like, had this not forced our hand, we wouldn't have ever even thought about offering a virtual kind of option because they're emotional support, as you know. And so you can do that virtually. And so there's that option. And then even within, so obviously I'm a photographer. And so um, in the photography world, one of my clients or my, one of my friends, sorry, had just said that she just did a newborn session via FaceTime and basically like got the clients to kind of move to the right spot. Like she basically coached them through the session and she took the photos through FaceTime. And I was like, what? Like we would have never offered something like that. So it's super cool. Like every business is adapting. And how resourceful are people? Right. You know, I mean, I think this is, so I have to shout out because there's a podcast I listen to. It's called Marie Forleo. And her slogan is everything is figure outable. And I, I mean, we are living in, in a time where everything is figure outable. We're Um, figuring things out. Absolutely. I know I made a post on the coffee and concealer page yesterday and I saw, saw a quote when I was watching a movie and it said in times of gar- in, in times of darkness comes greatness. And I truly feel like this is a dark time. And so we're taking what we can and we're spinning it around and we're trying to create kind of a positive outlook on things. Absolutely. I think it's also really important to, um, to note that it is okay to have sad days. Totally. It's okay to feel your feelings. You, mm-hmm. you must feel your feelings in order to get to a place where you can move forward. No, absolutely. Um, no, I feel like it's okay to have those heavy days and just like acknowledge that they are a heavy day and then you just move on with it. And the next day might not be so heavy. Yeah. hundred percent. Absolutely. 100%. Um, okay. So I have to ask you about the, um, people that live with you. And so what would mm-hmm. like, how, what, what is that considered? Cause my mother-in-law did that for a very long time with people who had some disabilities and stuff like that. So do you want to kind of touch on what you do for them? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I've worked in this field for, oh gosh, 17 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so really this has been about, um, support. So, um, I guess it probably would have been about maybe 10 years, no, nine years ago. It was nine years ago that, um, my husband and I, um, welcomed our first support into our home Uh and, um, it wasn't ever something that we'd really considered. Um, even though that was the area that I worked in, I was working in the office at the time. Um, and at that point we'd had two babies under 19 months and it, it was, um, it was, it was just something that we did. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we, I did respite for this individual and I think the key in this aspect has been, um, it's not really a job. 
No. Um, even though we do get paid for it, it's mm-hmm. not really a job. It, I mean, you, you have certain responsibilities and things that you have to do and adhere to. But in our home, um, we are all about family um, mm-hmm. and um, inclusiveness. Mm-hmm. And so... And so um, it's not really a them or us, um, mm-hmm. even though their needs are different. So typically um, what I would do is check in with my clients. What's your plan for the day? Mm-hmm. Um, and again, with them, their, their support looks a little bit different than um, what my kids would do. Um, but they have things and tasks that they're doing. Everybody has chores that they do in a day. It's what makes our house operate. Mm -hmm. Um, and just touching base with the emotional health of our clients. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. Hello. Ashley. Yeah. You cut out completely there. Yeah, now I can. Oh, no. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. It's, okay. I think what's happening is Zoom's, um, Zoom's, you know, skills are being tested by all the people that are using it. Yeah, totally. I uh, get that. Okay, so sorry. Continue. Yeah, so obviously their needs are very different emotionally and uh, physically. Yeah, emotionally, physically, and really just trying to access the resources we can virtually Mm -hmm. as much as we can. Um, You know, support for our clients looks different right now as well. Um, If they had an outreach worker or a day program, the folks that were working in those programs are now reaching out virtually and they're having FaceTime meetings together, Yeah, which is something that we've never done. Mm -hmm. So it's just, you know, we're all just trying to find our groove and and figure out those things. I think the biggest challenge um, at home with my clients is that um, I have one client who um, has a sensory processing disorder. And so loud noises really um, trigger her. And Mm -hmm. we have three, three boys. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's, it's managing the noise level in the home, um, while we're not trying to, you know, dim our children's light, we're trying to make them aware of, um, their behavior and, um, their noise levels. No, for sure. Just finding yeah. a healthy balance there for sure. Absolutely. No, for sure. Um, okay. So what would you say? I mean, obviously you kind of touched on this already, but as far as managing kind of a broken schedule from the norm, um, how are you kind of managing that? I, I know that obviously time blocking is very crucial. Um, what else would you say? Yeah. So, I mean, when I just going back to time blocking, you know, the thing, the thing about time, task blocking that I like so much is that it gives you a list of things that you, I like to look at them as goals. So there are things that you'd like to get done in the day. And my biggest recommendation for that is put pen to paper because we process emotions when we write things down. So it's an exercise within itself. Physically check off those things as you do them, because again, it is, um, you get the sense of accomplishment when you do it. So I, I would say those are my, the biggest things. The biggest strategy, obviously, is the, is the task blocking. Um, making sure that you are making time for that self-care. You know, I mean, when we talk about self-care, like I said, it's making sure that you're moving your body every day. And I'm not saying that you have to 
workout every day, but you can make it fun. You can have a dance party. You can play tag with the kids. You can um, go for a walk outside, just something to get those endorphins flowing. Mm-hmm. Um, paying attention to how you're eating and what you're putting into your body. Um, if we are putting tons of sugar into our body and um, not a lot of whole foods, we're going to feel crummy anyways. Mm-hmm. So in a time where we have the opportunity to um, maybe be a little bit more mindful about what we're putting in our body, we can choose healthier foods. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the biggest thing you guys is like, is make sure that you are aware of your social media use and your news Um, how often you're exposed to the news Mm -hmm. because it will, it will play a role in your mental health. Um, So personally, what I do is I choose one time a day that I check in with news Uh and I choose two reputable news sources um, and that's it. So um, I actually took Facebook, the Facebook icon off my phone. So I physically have to go into, intentionally go into Facebook because there's so much misinformation that floats around and it just, you know, those that fire together, wire together, right? So if you're constantly being bombarded with fear, 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 it stands to reason that you're going to feel pretty anxious. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think when this all started, it was just so new to everybody that like, that's what I found was just people were sharing the most random articles, none of which had any kind of leg to stand on, but it was just getting shared. And then the panic set in. And so I'm finding it's a little bit better now. People might be looking into the source of the article before they're sharing it. Um, and it, it was just like, it's funny. I had run into an article, even actually, I think it was on global. And, um, when you looked at the article that was shared on Facebook, And it was, I cannot, honestly cannot even remember what the article was about, but the second you opened the link and looked at it, there was like a header that basically said that the person that had said what they had said had redacted it. And so people are just sharing the initial article and not actually opening it, which I think is like the stupidest thing you can do. (laughs) It is right. And when we think about it, when we think about how people are perceiving news and information, if you're constant, I was, I was saying this to my best friend a few weeks back mm-hmm. that my, my mind was almost bypassing all of the good stuff mm-hmm. and looking for the bad stuff. Absolutely. Looking for the fear. And that's when she reminded me that, you know, those that fire together, wire together. And I was like, yep, you're right. Yeah. So it's about changing, um, changing your behavior, changing what you do, um, and how you start your day. Right. So Um, I think that, um, you know, there's a lot of buzz about gratitude and intention setting, but there's also a lot of truth to it. Mm. Um, You know, gratitude is a muscle. It's not something that's just going to be there. You have to do it all the time in order for that to get stronger. No. So when we can sit in a place of gratitude and, you know, move forward with intention setting for your day, which in my mind, an intention setting is a goal for your day. Yeah. So how you want to show up in your day. No, absolutely. Um, yeah. So, you know, when it comes to social media, like I just, and, and news, I just make sure that the, the news source is reputable, right? That it's, it's somebody that, or, or our company that um, is well known for facts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not just, uh, 
I know like some of the articles that I saw that were reporting on like Canadian cases were, you know, like a, a, like a website that was from Algeria and you're like, how would they know specific things about Canada? Like you better choose a, a Canadian news source versus, you know, an Al Jazeera news source. Yes. So 100% just choose, you're right. Choose your media very, very wisely. So that kind of blends right into kind of the next question is what would be your top tips for everyone to kind of find a new balance at home? I know we kind of touched on it, but I know that a lot of people are working from home now that maybe didn't before. And obviously schools are closed. So kids are now doing school from home. So everyone's adjusting. So what would you give, like, what would be your five top tips? So I would say that my, my top tip is obviously managing your social media and news intake because um, not, not just for yourself, but if you've got little people in the home, don't be fooled. They watch you and they know and they get worried as well. So we need to be making sure that we are touching base and checking in with everybody in our homes. Um, my husband, who's not normally an anxious person, super anxious over this whole thing. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I just think it's important just to check in and manage those, that exposure to the news, um, task blocking versus scheduling. That's, that's been my biggest takeaway from this. Um, I remember the first week I'd, I'd had a, a up on the whiteboard, I put down everybody's schedule. So 8.30 to 8 o'clock or 8.30 to 9 o'clock, everybody sits down and checks their Google classrooms. And then 9 o'clock to 9.45, you work on your, you know, like it was really specific. And then snack break. Well, here's the deal. Some kids don't get hungry at 9.45. Okay. (laughs) Like we also have an opportunity right now to not be so strict. So you know, like a school system is. So really let's take advantage of that when we can. So yes, have your goals, have your tasks for the day and, and check them off as you get them done. So you you do feel that accomplishment and you do visually see that it's done. Mm -hmm. Um, but don't be so hard on yourself about, well, I didn't do this from eight 30 to nine. That works really, really well for um, when, you know, in an office setting or when you, your kids are in school or at a daycare, but when, when you're at home, it looks different. Totally. 100%. Yeah. And so then I would move that into health and fitness, right? So mm-hmm. um, I'm not saying this is not a time where you want to start a new diet, where you want to um, focus on, you know, running a marathon. If you've mm-hmm. never done that before, if you mm-hmm. have great, go for it. Mm-hmm. But if you've not done this before, um, just pay attention to how your body feels. Right. Notice sensations when you eat food or why you're eating it. Um, because sometimes we, sometimes we use food as a comfort measure. Mm -hmm. So really paying attention to how that's making us feel and also how you feel when you do move your body. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's that boundary that you have, um, with yourself. So, um, really making, making sure that you're aware of that. And then, um, I would say, gratitude, intention setting, those things are super important. I try and start my day with that every day. Absolutely. Those are all really, um, really great tips. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and connect, right? Like totally. we're yeah. working in a virtual world right now. So making sure that you are picking up the phone to talk to, um, you know, a family member or a friend or having a zoom call with them, right? Mm -hmm. Like, or FaceTime something where you are connecting with them. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, no, I think that those are all things that we are all capable of doing. Nothing's out of our reach within those tips. So I think that they're all just achievable, right? Absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. So why don't we kind of, before we close off here, um, let's talk about your courses and kind of what is the most popular and how do your clients find you? So a lot of my clients are word of mouth. Um, Mm -hmm. but I would say that, um, my most popular course by far is burnout 101 mm-hmm. um, because I do touch on um, all of all of everything that we've talked about today I basically touch on all of that mm-hmm. um, now I used to run them in person obviously now that's changed so I am working on a virtual zoom course that I will be launching shortly um, and then um, I would say that if you go to my website, which is um, hashtag let's talk.com, mm-hmm. um, which is spelled in S A H A S H, you can just fill out a, an inquiry form or you can email me at ashley at hashtag let's talk.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would be happy to get back to you right away. Absolutely. And so do you hold um, kind of weekly burnout virtual courses or how is that working right now? Yeah. So right now I've been doing them about every four to six weeks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And do you think that you would offer them maybe more so because everybody's burning yeah. out at home? <laughs> Yeah, you know, and I and I've I've toyed with that idea. I think it's a really great idea. Um, one of the things that I I do with my burnout workshops is I do a follow up with my clients. So there, it's not just you take the workshop and see you later. Uh-huh. Um, so we have a private Facebook group that we connect with each other and we talk about um, what we're going through, how we're supporting each other, um, and then usually somebody will come together with some tips and tricks that they've learned, or, um, it's just a really great way to continue that support and community once we've, um, completed the burnout workshop. For sure. And I feel like with burnout, it doesn't just happen once it's, it happens, you know, every so often. And so I think that's amazing that you check in with them and keep connected with them. Um, obviously social media is a big, big, big part of kind of keeping connected. Um, so with that, where can people find you? Absolutely. So you can find me um, on Instagram at hashtag let's talk.com. Mm-hmm. Um, my website, which is um, hashtag let's talk.com. <laughs> um, or you can find me on Facebook as well. Awesome. Talk. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I know that this will be super, super beneficial. Um, and just for if anybody is listening and is interested in kind of a virtual burnout course, when would your next one be scheduled for? So my next burnout workshop was scheduled for the 23rd of April. Okay. Okay. So hopefully we get some people from here that listen to this that think that's exactly what I need. (laughs) Absolutely. Awesome. So I know everybody is obviously facing this and uh, yeah, so I hope that this was super helpful for people that anybody that's listening. I know burnout is, is very crucial outside of this time of life and especially within this time of life. So um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing some of your knowledge. And uh, I just hope that everything goes very well for you. I know you have a busy, busy house with three boys. I only have two, so I can't imagine. (laughs) Two is busy as well. (laughs) It depends on the ages for sure. Um, Awesome. Okay. Well, I know that everybody is going to kind of go find you. So thank you for coming on. This was such a good chat and I know people are going to love this. 
Thanks so much for having me, Jen. Awesome. No problem. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Hey mamas, before you go, if you love this show and found it benefited you in an amazing way, take a screenshot of this podcast and post it in your Instagram stories. Tag us in it and you'll share it. And also, if you haven't gone to iTunes yet, take 30 seconds to leave us a review and told us how much you love us. Go do that. It pushes us and lights us up like you can't even imagine. You guys are why we decided to do this show. So thanks for listening and we can't wait to chat with you next time.
Hey mamas, before you go, if you love this show and found it benefited you in an amazing way, take a screenshot of this podcast and post it in your Instagram stories. Tag us in it and we'll share it. And also, if you haven't gone to iTunes yet, taken 30 seconds to leave us a review and told us how much you love us, go do that. It pushes us and lights us up like you can't even imagine. You guys are why we decided to do this show. So thanks for listening and we can't wait to chat with you next time.